Hello and welcome to the Rookies F1 podcast. My name is Chloe and I've been a casual fan of Formula One for the past eight seasons. So opposite me is Rachel. And I've been a fan since the start of this season in this podcast. We'll be having a good old natter about all things Formula One, chatting about all the happenings in F1 and getting confused over the many technical regs. Disclaimer, our engineering knowledge is very limited. (laughs) Rachel's laughing to herself because... Obviously, in today's race, Fernando Alonso was on the podium, so she had the brilliant idea, why not do the intro in Spanish? (laughs) However... (laughs) I don't know Spanish! Rachel doesn't know Spanish, so... I did did a class in my first year of uni. Um, I just don't learn languages that way. Um, still yet to find a way to learn languages. I'm sure there is one. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, tried to go through the intro in Spanish and then realised that I was just speaking English and adding in mucho a lot. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah. So English, English, uh, English, English opening it is. for now. now. Imagine if we got people who listen that speak other languages because obviously we are um what would you call it unilingual singlingual one lingual well we're not bilingual um... (laughs) we're trilingual no (laughs) we only speak english i'm just like imagining us trying to speak the intro in a language that we just didn't know and just didn't know the pronunciation uh, we might hit you with that one day. <laughs> Hope not. You won't be expecting it and bam, Russian. There you go. Russian. <laughs> How are we going to do Russian? <laughs> That's why it'd be funny. <laughs> I know I know limited German. Yeah, German's probably our best one. Um, I, I do German on Duolingo now. I gave up with the French. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like German's easier to yeah. pick up and Hey Germans yeah. Germans are um second highest listener base. Right then we're gonna yeah. we're gonna learn German. The then, problem is confirmed. though, if we go along with listener bases then we've got Finland. Oh no <laughs> 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 That would I think we'd butcher that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we'll make a pass on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> It's Sunday. We're recording on Sunday. Aww. And productive, organized cleans. today. Today was the Qatar Grand Prix. Where's Qatar, Chloe? Next to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely not in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oh dear. Yes, the Qatar GP. How'd you find it? Do you know what? Went in with. Very low expectations, as did, I think, everyone. However, surprisingly, not as bad as anticipated. I think from a non-biased, objective point of view, it was a decent to good race. From a personal Personal point point of view, view, it went awfully. (laughs) Painful. It was painful, (laughs) it hurt. (laughs) Not a lot went right. (laughs) 
and that covers the both of us really <laughs> i will remind you that if you if you take both of our favorites put it in a group together you're looking at lando king latifi pierre and valtteri <laughs> so the race went, went it was a bit yeah not great <laughs> um, did lando get points i think he got one once again <laughs> Poor Daniel. Daniel, someone made the point on Twitter, in this triple header, he has not scored one point. Oh dear. Oh no. You know, McLaren saw the Ferrari got that new engine and they just decided that they couldn't be bothered. (laughs) You know what, they snatched that one too in Monza and were like, job done. (laughs) Sochi threw them off so much that now their strategy team have just been thrown off their heads. <laughs> oh dear. I'm just trying to see what the constructors look like at the moment. I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves, but it's, um, you know, that's in the. When's this podcast ever been truly structured? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, w- I just wanted to see how far ahead McLaren was of Alpine, but they are quite far ahead, so yeah. Alpine can't catch up. I was just thinking, wouldn't it be mad if Alpine just came and snatched P4? Don't even joke about that. That would truly end me. Oh, man. Right. Painful times. Anyway. Shall we get into it? You know what? I feel like what we have to get into before, because this has happened um, since the last podcast. We haven't spoken about this. Um, the right of review for the Mercedes Red Bull Max pushing Lewis off incident. Do you have any significant thoughts on that? They have to be significant or they don't count. I'm just trying to <laughs> rewind my memory. <laughs> um, Remember, significant thoughts only. So, you want my thoughts on the actual decision to review? Whether that well, you, you can you allowed. can give those thoughts and then wider thoughts if you want. <laughs> so Max didn't get penalty. Yeah. Mercedes wanted review. Yeah. Well, can we just say that I think during oh my gosh my microphone I think during the race we both both thought that Max should have got a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. So Mercedes wanted the review because the camera angle came out from Max's on board yeah which I think was in my view is pretty significant mm-hmm and yet from that review nothing because changed apparently that it wasn't significant which again FIA consistency, load of crap. Oh, do you know what? Do you know, um, I'm fast forwarding in here, but you know how Christian was sent to the stewards yeah. for <laughs> talking crap about the FIA? <laughs> Honestly, Mate, I'm surprised was, it hadn't happened sooner. If I was um, an official in the realm of F1, I'd be arrested by now. I talk so much crap about them. That's it. If we were team principal, if Kachow Racing was a real thing, I'd be living in that steward's office. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, I think it was a poor decision from the FIA. I think it's setting a wrong precedent for drivers. Um, It's giving out the wrong message to drivers. Well, Michael Massey's even said since, hasn't he? Like, the different stewards will come to different outcomes, and that's just like... And here's eh? the thing now. Here's the thing. Because Max has gotten away with it, you'll get other drivers doing the same, and if they get penalties, they'll make the argument, hang on a second, Max didn't get a penalty, so neither should I. Mm-hmm. This is why. And that's one one change that I would make to F1 is that I would have a professional board of stewards because at least you would get consistency. Definitely, like a like a permanent board. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, even if they are biased because you've got the same people and the same biases happen every week, at least it's the same. <laughs> But cause it, is, it, is, it is a bit ridiculous. It just, what bugs me as well is that they say it's about the incident, not the outcome, right? Well, if you consider... If you compare Max pushing Lewis off the track, missing the apex, blah, 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 purpose, per, what looks like purposefully not turning in, how much different is that to what Lewis did, even if it's probably arguably worse than what Lewis did at Silverstone because I think if I remember right, Lewis actually had um, understeer. The only difference is, is that Lewis had the foresight to get out the way Max didn't. Very true. And I mean, it's very clear from the footage that, um, he very much wasn't aiming for the apex. But, <laughs> you know, it is what Everyone it is. Everyone has their own opinions, and um, it is what it plus is. Plus, we got Christine Horner chatting himself round in circles, saying that you can't compare different corners, different incidents, and then comparing different corners and different incidents. So. Well... <laughs> Do you actually know the exact reason why he was called? Did you see what he was saying? Oh, because he said something that was like a um, a marshal gone rogue or something. Basically, um, he was making the argument that the FIA had made the call to the marshals that, you know, the virtual safety car was over. That call was made, and yet this marshal continued to wave his flag maybe there was a delayed message to him or something and then Christian fully blamed that marshal for ruining <laughs> Max's it's another weekend it's another <laughs> comment, yeah isn't it? and um unfair unfair of him to blame that one marshal the FIA have said to him that Christian needs to personally apologise to that marshal. He needs to um, apologise on media. And he also needs to... He has to attend FIA stewards training (laughs) in February. (laughs) Oh, it's community service. It's like when Max has to help out Formula E. But what's also really interesting is that Helmut Marco said the same, if not worse, 
to Italian media and he was not reprimanded at all. He wasn't even called to the stewards. Interesting. Did you see about Jos Verstappen? What he said about Lewis? Oh my god. It's all getting nasty, isn't it's it? It's getting nasty. Something about how Jos was implying that Lewis was maybe taking some sort of performance enhancement drug or yeah. something. When I, I fully think that because he's saying that oh, Lewis's trainer, so I'm assuming Angela, um, puts something in his hand before he gets in the car. It was a hair it's bubble. a hair bubble. Shut up. Like, oh my gosh, imagine if people around Lewis said these things about Max, they would get slaughtered. I'm sick of all the drama. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I love the drama, but I'm also sick of some of it. Like, the drama I want is grid penalties, and not blooming suggestions that drivers are taking performance-enhancing drugs. Also, did you see <laughs> what Christian said during his apology... During his apology to Sky Sports after the stewards thing, he said, at least I wasn't pointing at the camera swearing, which is a direct dig at Toto Wolf. What? <laughs> what? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> oh, Christian. You know what? I think we should ask Christian if he wants like a PR trainer, because I think we could do that. I think we'd be good at it better than he's doing already anyway the team the team at sky were just like oh you're an emotional man aren't you christian and he and christian was like well i just say what i think and the team were like oh well that's why we love you and i'm like is it damon hill is it really (laughs) my thing is as well like if you look at the fia document he literally it literally says that sort of he's saying the pressure of the moment and all that but he's been saying all this time, like, yeah, you know, Max, Red Bull, we're not feeling the pressure. We're calm, we're chill. That's not right, is it, Christian? Anyway. We need <laughs> to get into this. We have ranted for way too yes, long. We're slightly ahead of ourselves with that one, but we shall get into the free practices. I don't think I have many notes, so free practice one. Fun little thing. Lance, Lando and Lewis all had car issues during the session. The three L's all taking L's. <laughs> um, Brilliant. <laughs> you know, you, out of context, you could think there's something interesting there with the fact they all have Mercedes engines, but I don't think it was engine issues, so not a problem. Um, the curbs were being nasty on some of the cars and that's not the last time we'll see that in the weekend and Mick at one point went off into the gravel trap but managed to get back on track so by the end of that session the top three was Verstappen, Gasly, Bottas not the last time we'll see Pierre Gasly in second Um, because in FP2 the lineup was Bottas, Gasly, Verstappen and Mazepin didn't participate in FP2 because he needed a chassis swap after damage, I think, oh, sustained from the curbs in the, um, in the first session. And it's not nice to see any driver, I guess, not get a go around in a new track, but, you know, could be worse. Such a pity. <laughs> Quote unquote, such a pity. Uh, FP3, there was an almost immediate red flag in FP3 because Mazepin was the first driver to get out 
onto track. Well, I say get out onto track, you know. He missed out on a feature. He want, wants to get out there. But um, as he was exiting the pit lane, his car stopped. So the Has guys had to come out and roll him back. <laughs> Do you know what? If I ever think I'm having a bad day, I just think to myself, could be worse. Yeah. I could be Has. I could be working at Has. <laughs> I really can't wait for the Haz episode on Drive to Survive this year. And there's guaranteed going to be one. Oh. Because there's been one every, every season. season. <laughs> it's the same thing every season. <laughs> same story. We're doing so bad. Oh. The pressure's too much. Gene Haas, is he going to pull oh. out? Is he not? Funny, oh. funny man Gunter Steiner says swear words. <laughs> yeah, so apparently that was an engine control unit issue. Uh... They they were patching up Max's rear wing once again. That was having a little wobble. That's a keep having those issues. And we're getting to the end of the season where it's not like they can just make a new rear wing. You know, it's the end of the season. So uh, he didn't have problems with that in the race today. But I wouldn't be surprised if that comes up again in the last two races. Because that's been something that's popped up in the last couple before this. And a uh, funny moment. Uh, Lance on the radio said, man, the car is... And then there was a lot of beeping noises. Um, and his engineer was just like, take it easy, man. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, Brad isn't Lance's engineer anymore. I believe he's gone higher up in Aston Martin. And I think, what moment? What a moment we've lost by Brad not being there to answer to that. What an icon. Well, it's someone called Ben now or something, isn't it? I heard on the radio today Lance go, yes, Benny boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming his new engineer is called Ben. <laughs> yes, Benny boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh, I can't believe I missed out on that. Um, but yeah, the top three at the end of that session, uh, Bottas, Hamilton, Verstappen. Yeah, Bottas was looking quick then. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Q1, don't have any notes for Q1, but out of Q1 was Raikkonen, Latifi, Giovinazzi, Schumacher and Mazepin. Pretty usual. We had a few deleted lap times, so that was a bit... Ooh. Yeah, I do think but... with Latifi, I think they must have just... I don't know if it was traffic or Williams didn't send him out at the right time, but he did get the... Um, he was the first one across the chequered flag, and I think it was just as he got there. So I wouldn't have been surprised if he was about to go for another flying lap. Like, I don't know for certain, but I think they might have messed up the strategy then, because I think he might have been about to go for a flying lap, but ran out of time. Q2. Bit of drama here. We had a few go out in Q2 that we don't normally. So out in Q2, do you, um, did you watch it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Perez... Stroll, Leclerc, Ricardo, and Russell. Nice to see, first off, nice to see Lance Stroll in Q2, where he should be. But Leclerc, uh, we know now with Leclerc that he had an issue with his chassis. There was a crack or something, which they they think actually came from maybe the US GP and it's just been getting worse. And that's why he's had some slight balance issues. But, you know, because he was, during qualifying, he was saying, like, you know, I'm nine tenths slower than Carlos, and I don't know why. Like, there's nothing feels distinctly wrong. Like, there's no 
corner that I'm getting wrong or something like but now we know that's the issue and they changed his chassis overnight um before the race Perez that's big a big shock. shock and the thing is he tried to get through on mediums like you know like Max did like both the Mercedes did didn't do it so they put him on softs and he still didn't get through which you know I think he was saying about the window and I don't know if because of traffic that affected him but you know it's I do think with a Mercedes or a Red Bull it's kind of unacceptable <laughs> to not get through and we love we love Checo here but we'd be saying the same if it was Max or Lewis or Valtteri he, he had a poor qualifying yeah. which is a shame because I mean, I know earlier on in the season he had a few struggles and stuff, but recently he's been on yeah. quite the streak. So and the thing is, if you look at his race, he he had he had pace. So imagine if he'd qualified higher, what could have happened? Yeah, and that I found very interesting that both Alphataris got through and only one Red Bull. Who's the sister team now? <laughs> The Avataris did go through on softs, um, but yeah, they still got through, didn't they? Yes, Yuki. <laughs> Big up, Yuki. Uh, Q3, I have a note saying, oh, Lewis is very fast, because he was. He was very fast. He put in a very fast time. I can't remember what it was, but it was very, very fast. And so they're all going around the track, and then drama. <gasps> Pierre Gasly got a puncture, because I believe his front wing... He went over a curb, and I think it damaged his front wing, which then punctured his tyre. Which meant yellow flag. Although I think there was a bit of a... Because I remember on the screen it was like yellow flag, green flag, yellow flag. But it's yellow flag for first single wave yellows. <laughs> and then double wave yellows. Which did affect people's laps. Interesting that Max put in a faster lap then. Hmm. We'll come back to it in a second. <laughs> so... It ended up with qualifying, the top 10 being this order. Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas, Gasly, P4. Sick. I was going to say, like... He Charlotte clerked it. Gasly qualified P4. And the amazing thing is, it doesn't come as a massive shock to anyone No, that's anymore. the thing. It's just we're like, oh, Because yeah. his qualifying is so strong. Mm, exactly. Uh, Alonso, P5. That's huge. Norris P6, Sainz P7, Sonoda P8, Ocon P9, Vettel P10. Nice to see Seb in Q3 again. Nice to see Esteban Ocon in P3 again. Q3 again, sorry. Um, yeah, very cool. So that was all well and good. Uh, and then we found out, I don't have notes on this, I'm going by memory once again. Um, <laughs> we found out that Max Verstappen had been called to the stewards not respecting double waved yellows and at this point I got quite excited because those are pretty slam dunk <laughs> and wasn't Bottas and yes. Sainz called in later as well? on Bottas and Sainz were called in for disrespecting single waved yellows okay and then you know as the FIA and the stewards does they say uh, it won't be a decision until tomorrow because it feels like every single decision they make they have to sleep on it for some reason they really, they just can't, they just need a night's sleep. They need to, so, I mean, someone comes to them in their dreams. Lightning McQueen comes to them in their dreams and tells them what they need to do. 
So we get up the next morning, ready for a race, and we find out not long before the race starts, actually. Um, really not long, like an hour or Found two out before. first that Valtteri Bottas had a three-place grid penalty for disrespecting single-waved yellows, putting them down to P6. Um, we then found out, so I thought if Valtteri's got a three-place grid penalty, that means Max has to have maybe a five, and that was what happened. Max got a five-place grid penalty. Carlos signs didn't get a penalty, which I think he lifted slightly and... I don't know. Yeah, he slowed down a bit, so I think he got a warning for it. But, but that changed the grid up, which meant that Pierre Gasly got his first front row start of his career in P2. And I was very excited at this point. <laughs> Do you know what? It reminded me of a bit. Um, Charles Leclerc crash- crashing out um, Monaco in qualifying. Yep. <laughs> that's what it made me think of. He Charles Leclerc it. It's like, um, he did. It's like when Mick got through to... Q2 was it in France because he'd crashed and stopped the session <laughs> like it was um, I mean if it, if it works <laughs> but yeah that meant we have Pierre in P2 on the front row Fernando Alonso in P3 Lando Norris P4 who was next Carlos? It was Carlos Sainz. Carlos P5, P5. Bottas P6. Did you see this on the grid actually? On the grid today, when all the teams roll the cars and boxes onto the grid, Ferrari and Mercedes both pulled up to P5. <laughs> oh, that was because <laughs> And yes. they were arguing over who was in P5. Yes, I don't know why. Because the provisional put Valtteri in P5, but then the official grid was that Valtteri was in P6. Yeah, I think it's a bit so of it's, a... It's not often you see teams fighting over a grid spot like that. I think the, the thing is, it depends on like how they've done it, because if you go with... Okay, so Valtteri gets his grid penalty first, puts in P6, but then Max gets, gets his grid penalty after that, then it would put Valtteri in P5. Um, so it must have just been the way they figured it out made it a bit confusing but you know do what you want but it did mean that you had Pierre and Valtteri and such starting on the uh, dirty side of the grid yes not ideal but <laughs> we we roll <laughs> we stroll I mean we don't we but don't. they do we don't we, we, we sit <laughs> and watch <laughs> the race qualifying <laughs> The race. I was, you know what, I was excited because I thought, and uh, not much overtaking, that means potential Pierre and Fernando podium. You know, and someone said to me before the race, they said, well, won't Pierre just um, let Max through if he comes up behind him? I thought, N-. I said, no! Pierre won't let Max through. They're their own team. Alpha Tari gets a chance to get a podium. They're going to take it. They're going to say, no, Red Bull, forget about what you say. We're going to do our own thing. I, w- I said that to someone. I said, no, Pierre's not letting Max through, not without a fight. Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the race. So, let's take ourselves back to the grid. So, it's Hamilton and Gasly on Ooh, the front row. That's a nice front row. So, the lights go out. Lights out and we're off. a good start. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, 
Alonso gets a brilliant start. Oh, he did. Kind of as expected. Yeah, well, I was P3. I was scared about Blooming Fernando Alonso because before he he was before the race started, he was like, yeah, people in front of me have something to lose. I've got nothing to lose. I want to be in front after turn one. I was like, oh, he was just like, I'm gonna fully like, send Fernando, it. please. He was aiming for P one. He was. <laughs> um, turn one, he was able to get the jump on Gasly. Pierre Gasly. Bottas had. I think it's fair to say a horrific start. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Despite starting sixth, he slipped down to 11th. It's all part of the plan. He just kind of of got lost. You saw all the cars going into turn one and he was just surrounded. And then we had, we didn't get shown this either, but Sebastian apparently ran very wide. Yeah, where did he go? At the first corner. Um, which meant that he dropped back quite significantly. Yeah, I saw the um, Alfa Romeos gained a few places, both of them. Yeah. And who else did um, well? Oh, yeah, Max did well, didn't he? <laughs> boring. It's boring. Yeah. <laughs> and by the end of lap one, Lewis was already two seconds ahead of Alonso in P2. His speed, he <laughs> just shot up. Lewis this whole race. It's just like, nah, nah, mate. You're not. You you just. You're not getting. You're not coming to me. You're not getting past me. You just. Ciao, ciao. Why would you be saying Italian? Um, it's not choose is German. Um, adios, <laughs> adios, Fernando. <laughs> and then lap three, we had. Verstappen come onto the radio saying that he's a little bit stuck here. Oh. <laughs> um, so, if we picture things, he's stuck behind Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly? Um, he's currently in P4, stuck behind Pierre Gasly now. And then he wasn't. Because on lap four, Gasly went wide, conveniently, oh. and Verstappen could easily make the pass. Now, 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 some people would say that going wide was just an accident by Pierre. Other people, Rachel, <laughs> would argue that there was a little, a little bit of fiddling. Okay. Can I? What What would Go you say? Do, did you think it was an accident that Pierre went wide and Max managed to get past him easily after Max said, "I'm a bit stuck here"? Did you think it was an accident, or do you think it was a little bit of fiddling? I I personally think it was an accident, just because <laughs> the Alpha. I know you disagree. I know the Alpha Tauri from the get go was struggling. He had Max coming up behind him. And Martin Brundle said it looked like an accident, and I trust Martin. But I know that a lot of people will be like, no, that was 100% team order. Yeah, I just think we've had incidents in other races where the AlphaTauris have helped out the Red Bulls, but it just, it looked too easy for Max. Like, too, like, Pierre didn't put up a fight at all. And, like, I know there could be the argument of, well, he knows who he's fighting. But I just... 
it just bugs me because I feel that it's just unfair when you have essentially three teammates and I just uh, it just rubs me the wrong way because imagine if like um who's a you know imagine McLaren as Mercedes customers imagine if they helped out the Mercedes so they put their own races in jeopardy just to give a better race make sure that the Mercedes had a better race like it just rubs me the wrong way I don't like it and you know I'm an I think the biggest reason for it is I'm an Avatari fan they're my theme at the moment anyway but it's just hard for me to enjoy them when I feel like they're not racing for their best interest um you know I'm not here to support the team that helps out Red Bull I want to support a team that's the underdogs and the team that have been wronged in the past and I just, you know, it just rubs me the wrong way and I don't like to see it. So what I'm saying is we need to get Pierre out of out of uh, AlphaTauri and into a different team. <laughs> what you're saying is you need to get AlphaTauri away from yes. Red Bull. You want to break that relationship and you want independence. That's how we're going to make Qatar racing. We're going to buy AlphaTauri. Oh dear. <laughs> guys, guys, um, I need you to spread the word We're of this all podcast. In. I've got a solid, solid yeah. five pounds. I, might, yeah, I think I've got account. tenner in my purse. <laughs> can add that, chip that in. Um, I need you guys to spread the word of the podcast so we can get big and get sponsored and buy Alpha Towery. <laughs> Good ciao. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, that happened. <laughs> Lap 5, Verstappen was able to get the overtake on Alonso, taking him to P2. At which case, Lewis then got onto the radio asking his team, where's Bottas now? <laughs> no one had informed Lewis <laughs> that Bottas was chilling in P11. Oh. <laughs> Lap 8, Max reported some potential front end plate damage. I think there might have been a little bit of damage there from running wide off the line but I, I mean it didn't hinder him a great deal and then lap 10 we had Toto Wolf come onto the radio telling Valtteri to get a hurry up now <laughs> you know when Toto comes on the radio <laughs> things aren't going well it was just a bit of a painful yeah. race for all Bottas Well, I fans. find it it's it's interesting because Valtteri was running well on Friday, and then Saturday after qualifying, he did say that he thought the um like the car just felt different. So I do wonder if going into this race, he still just had lost like that the car just something occurred. Um, and I wonder if he just lost confidence or something because you know Valtteri's been smashing it. This wasn't Valtteri like we'd seen him. I think in other races, recently. yeah, recently. Um, I mean, from the past. From the past, yeah. If you compare, if you compare him to like Lewis and stuff, when he's stuck in like the midfield, he's not as quick getting yeah. the overtake. Although the thing is, I mean, he doesn't if you eventually. look at Monza. If you look at Monza, he went from back back to podium. Um, 
but I just want his want his race today. Want his day. Not <laughs> not his day at all. I was gonna say something, but it's um it's disappeared from my tiny tiny brain. So around lap twelve, Norris gets the overtake on Gasly. By this point, his soft tyres. Well, to be fair, everyone who was starting on soft tyres, they were starting to drop. Apart off. from Seb. <laughs> Apart from Seb. <laughs> we had on lap sixteen, Perez get the overtake on Norris with his DRS, and it just showed how powerful the DRS was on that straight because. Many an overtake were happening (laughs) on that straight, thanks to DRS. At this point, Hamilton is now half a minute ahead of everyone else. And it was looking like everyone else apart from Max, obviously. But at this point, it was like, okay, this is a two-horse race. Everyone else is fighting for third. (laughs) Which sucks. That was the rest (laughs) of the race. As well, but it was yeah, nice. Was it it was nice to on. see that in a way that it was Lewis in front, and not um, Max. I feel like Max has had um, a lot of those races. If you look back, like it just makes me laugh when people say about um, when people last week at Brazil were saying like Mercedes legal engine. You know, Lewis was so fast, but Max has had a bunch of races this season where he's been significantly in front of the pack, and no one questions his. The legality of his car, so um, you yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Lap eighteen, Max pits, which pit, pit, took a few by surprise. It looked like a pretty early pit stop yeah. for him. Pit, uh, pitted early for the mediums. Mm. No, went to change his mediums to put some hards on, which a lot of people thought was too soon. Two point two second stop, so very Sh- quick by the mechanics yeah. there. Interesting, maybe they were trying to force Mercedes into doing something that Mercedes weren't particularly comfortable with. Um, Hamilton came onto the radio saying that his tyres felt good, don't stop me too early. However, Mercedes did decide to stop him in reaction to Verstappen, which I think was the smart smart move. Worked out fine, worked out well. Yeah. Um, lap 23, Bottas, he heard the message from Toto. He was now running in P4. Yeah. He got the pass on Lando. He, um, he sped up well, and it was looking like, oh, well, if Valtteri Bottas can do this one stop, they're in a good place. You know, Mercedes just have to make sure they bring him in before his tyre explodes. <laughs> ah! <laughs> So we have, I've put notes here that Daniel was struggling, struggling a bit during mm. this race. It's quite, quite interesting from his point of view. Mm. Um, didn't obviously have a great qualifying, didn't have a great start. Um, and then it became a case where the team was telling him to slow down, manage fuel and tyres and which Daniel said post race it felt like his job was just pretty pointless he wasn't actually doing anything he wasn't powering ahead and then later on in the race Ms. McLaren decided to actually no we can actually go for this at which point it was too yeah. late 
So I have heard that it was a sensor issue. Yeah, it's it's quite peculiar from McLaren. Um, but you know, I've heard it's a sensor issue. But McLaren also just generally have been a bit off it as of recent. Yeah, that is fair. They've been a bit, you know. They haven't been their Monza selves, I think it's no, fair to I say. I think they might have got a bit tired after Monza. <laughs> they snatched that one too and were like, job here oh, is job done. Is done. <laughs> <laughs> we thought they meant in Monza, but they actually meant the whole of the season. <laughs> oh God, it's so painful. Now, lap 33, this is where we had drama Bottas picked up his puncture oh dear (laughs) Ah. Um, do you know he went off into the gravel Mm -hmm. and he looked pretty beached in that gravel I was like is he going to make it out of the gravel he made made it out out of the the gravel gravel. he took took half of the gravel on the track with him but he he made it out (laughs) I was half expecting some kind of virtual safety car well, or think something just because of the sheer amount of gravel on the yeah, track. Yeah, I think they went yellow flag, but then he got back on. And it wasn't yeah. a yellow flag anymore, but then they were kind of like, oh, yellow flag, oh, no, uh, 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 until he made right. it into the pits. So, fair to say, the one-stop pit strategy, yeah. not working. My problem not with good. this is that for the past few laps anyway, he was... Losing time on the two front runners, and Perez and Alonso behind him were gaining time on him. So I was saying for laps before that anyway, why aren't they pitting him? The longer they wait, the further he's going to be behind Perez and Alonso. Just pit him now, and then you know if they make other pit stops, if you feel like if you feel like you need to make one, then cover them. But you can put hards on, and you should be able to make it to the end of the race. But they weren't, and I don't, I, I don't know what they were trying to achieve. Genuinely, like I really, Mercedes, I, I genuinely think they really screwed up with Valtteri today. Like they were perfect with Lewis's strategy, but I do not know what they're trying to achieve with Valtteri. I don't know if they forgot that they had a second car that they need to use to win the constructors because, it that's just kind of, like, what it felt like almost. Maybe. Maybe they had initially planned a two-stop for Valtteri, saw he had a pretty poor start, then didn't want to jeopardise it by following the two-stop strategy, which is silly, because it would have been the smart thing to do. So then we're like trying to push him for a one-stop, risking it all, hoping that it would actually benefit him and he could potentially get a podium. And the thing is, had they pitted him early, he still would have been able to do the one-stop. We can see that. Yeah, exactly. And Mercedes mm. screwed up in that aspect today, and I think you know it's brought the constructors' championship a lot tighter than it should be. They should, you know, they should have had this one and still been ahead. They are still ahead, but only by like four points now. So it, it's ridiculously oh, close. Oh man, everything's so close. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna go down to yeah, um, unless something drastic. And by drastic, I mean a car not finishing yeah. in Saudi Arabia. It's going down to Abu exactly. Dhabi. Exactly. 
Um, we then had, you know, the front runners coming in to pit. Then later on in the race, we had a, a little, little scary moment. Very near contact between Kimi Raikkonen oh, and Nicholas Latifi. Oh, yeah, Latifi. they got close, yeah. Very The Iceman versus very... the king. <laughs> Who comes out on top? <laughs> I mean, I'm glad... I'm glad neither of them hit each other. Crashed. Yeah, well, uh, at the end of the day, it wouldn't have changed um, King Latifi's I mean, race result, would it? It wouldn't. Would it? It wouldn't oh. have. And to be fair, it could have... It could have benefited the fans if something did happen. Not that it, I'd wish that, but if something did and it brought out a safety car and it brought everyone together. Just saying. I tweeted at one point. I think I might have deleted it because I thought it was a bit harsh. <laughs> but I tweeted that can a has car be useful and run over a curve? <laughs> cause some debris and bring out a safety car to be fair mick tried because at the end let's face it he did try bless him <laughs> the Hass, are they are they doing anything for us fans um, are they no so they might as well make themselves useful and bring out the odd safety car <laughs> they'd be a hazard on track <laughs> <laughs> That should be the title. But how would you how would you write that? That's what I always think. Because that's a pun that I think about a lot. Hazard. Because you know you you spell it like H A A S A R D, and then it's do you read it as hazard or do you spell it as H A A um S in bracket Z A R D, or do you go do you put like a a slash in the middle? And then just let people figure out the pun. But is that over-explaining the pun? See, this is a problem with like writing down puns. It, it it's you need to. How do you write them for full effect? <laughs> I would say H A A S in capitals, and then just immediately Z R Z A R D. <laughs> Z R Z A R D. Turned into a spelling bee. I was like. Can I spell? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I love a has pun. So does so does Will Buxton. <laughs> he doesn't do them anymore. But he used to in his paddock pass. He used to do one yeah. every. Maybe race. he's run out of them. He he has he hasn't got a clue what to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he said has de la vista to the puns. I've used that one before, but I'll use it again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We then have a very... <laughs> Back to the what race. Has, what a household. We then had some fun Alpine radio. Alonso on the radio saying, Tell Esteban to defend like a lion. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> It didn't really sound much like a lion. What if Esteban, what if they told Esteban that and he just started roaring? <laughs> like, just really loudly. Do you think it, do you think it would put Perez off? <laughs> if Esteban just got on the radio and went, <laughs> Put me off. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of wish that there was some kind of 
I mean, it'd be an absolute nightmare for the drivers. No, it would be perfect. But if there was a way for the drivers, oh gosh, driver to, to driver. communicate, like to, even just in teams, like that, w- no, that would be brilliant. Oh my gosh, put put me onto Max. <laughs> put, put me onto Max. Put me through to Max. <laughs> That'd be class. Oh yeah, that we need that, and then we need the multi horns. Yeah, that would be. And they need to be able to customise their horns. <laughs> they all have a slightly different sound. They have a slightly different sound. And I think... Ma- imagine the sounds going into turn one and everyone's just... <laughs> imagine imagine the start of the hung- Hungry GP. But if the drivers had horns. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. I mean, I think F1 just need to hire us. They want they want Innovative... Innovative... In an innovative, yeah, 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 they want innovative ideas. Come to us. Anyway, despite Alonso asking Esteban to defend like a lion, bless him, he did his very best. But on lap forty-eight, Perez did overtake oh, him. Quite the battle. Yep. He did come back for him. It was like, it's not going to be that easy, sir. But uh, <laughs> it was in the end because yeah. Perez easily got Perez the Perez went adios and uh, Esteban went no. Right. We then get to lap 50. And this yes. is when everything hits the fan. <clears throat> we had Lando Norris pitting. Surprise to everyone. Why is he doing that? Turns out he had a puncher. Oh, well, wouldn't it be a shame if that happened to someone else? Then we had Bottas retiring because of his puncher and consequential damage from the puncher. Aye, 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 aye. We then had another puncher, this time for George Russell. We then had another puncher, this time for Nicholas Latifi. Oh, crikey. Latifi's puncher was so bad that he couldn't make it back to the pits. He had to pull over and retire the car at the yeah. side of the circuit. Can we, can we appreciate that my favourite drivers are um, Valtteri Bottas, Nicholas Latifi and Pierre Gasly and two of three of them retired because of punctures. <laughs> do, you know the, do you know the Oprah meme where yeah. it's like, you get a puncher. You get a puncher. That's what it. That's what it felt <laughs> like because they were just happening. Punches. And the mad thing is, is they are using that. They were using the hardest tires in the Pirelli range. So I think Pirelli are gonna. I think some teams are gonna be asking some questions to Pirelli, and I think the FIA will be glad that they're not coming back to the circuit because, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The slightly peculiar thing about it as well was, especially from what Nicholas Latifi was saying, it kind of just happened out of nowhere. Mm. Like, if you think back to the punches that occurred at Silverstone, the drivers were complaining of vibrations. Yeah. It was kind of expected. But here yeah. it was it just... It was sort of, this one's more like <laughs> what happened in Baku with Lance and Max, yeah. where it just, they just went. Nicky said the tyre felt fine, it felt good, and then it yeah. just... that's. That's my because it is like Baku except because it's not as high speed as Baku, especially down that straight which Max and uh, Lance have their own uh, tire blowouts and crashes. Um, but it's another one where it's like, okay, Pirelli, you've obviously messed up because this hasn't just happened to one person. 
and it doesn't seem like there's a like <laughs> you know you've messed up early basically it's interesting that um after the race sky were interviewing the head of pirelli this weekend and they were just like you know what's up with this obviously the the guy didn't want to delve too far into it because he could be getting himself into some trouble but he was just kind of saying yeah it's it's just the nature of the circuit it's the nature of it and it's the nature of the circuit then why are we driving there (laughs) you shouldn't that shouldn't be just like Oh yeah, it does that with the circuit. Sometimes the tires just go. It's it's the circuit. What? I think. I mean, I don't know. I think as well. I can't fully remember, but they were quizzing him as well, saying that. Um, obviously, you think it's a a two stop strategy for the teams. Um, I don't know. So. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember enough to comment on that. Anyway, Latifi's pulling over. He tried his. He did his he very best to. He tried his best to position the car in a way that wouldn't cause too big of a inconvenience. However, the nature of the slip road meant that the marshals and the recovery vehicle had to try and come onto the track slightly, and because of that, brought out the virtual safety Which car. at this point, it was, what, two, la- two three laps So this, in? So the virtual safety car was brought out on lap 55. So it was three laps before mm. the end of the race. So it was Which, pretty much at that point. Pretty much, you know. And very good for Fernando Alonso, actually. Exactly. He got very lucky with that, because obviously it meant that Perez couldn't... <laughs> couldn't greatly charge it's on him. It's all part of El Plan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, lap 56, so the lap after the virtual safety car was ending, um, which is interesting because at that point in time, Verstappen had the fastest lap. Lewis came onto the radio asking can he pit for softs. Um, because during the safety virtual safety car Verstappen actually pitted for yeah. new tyres the lap after Lewis asked if he could do the same however at that point there was no point the race was so there was yeah. literally and there's no, no point there's the no point so risking close. anything because you know exactly. you're, you're winning it's one point exactly. if he wins the next race and Max gets second even if if Max gets the fastest lap point he's only two points ahead of Lewis if Lewis gets it um, he's, you know, they're equal. Like, it's not worth it, <laughs> I don't think, based on what could be lost. Lewis had more to lose in that situation, yeah, so... exactly. So, yeah, that pretty much summed up the race. Considering I had quite low expectations going into it, um, I think everyone did, you know, the teams especially... Everyone assumed this was a track where overtaking would be very difficult. But in reality, it wasn't that much of an issue. And surprisingly, it was found that cars weren't struggling to follow one yeah. another. They could follow quite closely, which was interesting. It was interesting. an interesting track for what expectations were for the cars beforehand and what actually occurred when they were there. Mm-hmm. 
So the top ten. Top ten. So uh, first place was Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Second place was Max Verstappen, who got fastest lap. Yeah. Third place was Fernando Alonso. Obviously, did he get driver of the day? Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Um, fun fact: last time Fernando Alonso got a podium, Zane was still in One Direction. That's how we're going to measure it. <laughs> and for the people who aren't aware of how long it's been since Zane's been in One Direction, it's 2014. Friggin' long time. <laughs> um, yeah, so in fourth was Sergio Perez. Mm-hmm. In fifth was Esteban Ocon. Obviously not his best result of the year, but very, very good for Alpine. Incredibly like good. That both both Esteban and Fernando exceeded expectations. P six Lance Stroll with his best result of the season so far. He very quietly just chugged along, did very very well. Props to him. P seven. Hmm. Was it Ferrari? It was a was Ferrari. Was it Carlos? It was yes, Carlos. Yes, it was P8 Charles. Yeah. Yes, P9. Oh, I might, have, I might have told you a wee little porky earlier, which might be throwing you off a bit. Oh, oh was it Lando in P9? It was. Oh, he managed to get more than one point. (laughs) Oh, well, he's equaled what he got in the last two races combined. Well done, Lando. Um, Who could have been P10? Was it Seb? Yeah? Yeah. He he did mega on the soft at the start. Alpha Tauri had a bit of a stinker, haven't they, considering where they started? Oh, dear. (sighs) So they tried to do the two stop with Pierre, probably thinking that everyone else was going to do a two-stop stop, but apart from the front runners, Pierre, um, in the post-race interview, he was questioned, you know, what, where do you think it went wrong? Do you think it was a, a strategy thing? And he, he basically said he doesn't know why, but the car and the pace was horrific. Yeah. Like, there's nothing they could have done. Which... Sucks. <laughs> he started on the front row, man. And he had such a strong weekend. You look at his free practice, his qualifying, yeah. and it just all went to part in the race. Like it must have been something about following the cars. Like I don't know, but it wasn't. It wasn't a happy car. It's not a happy car. But yeah, that was the Qatar GP. I think from a unbiased point of view good i'd put it in the in the sort of decent to good end of the scale i think fernando alonso getting a podium was very fun which now means that lance stroll is the highest driver in the drivers championship to not have a podium this season and he's in 13th so that shows you the variety we've had this season <laughs> i love the variety of this yeah. season it's honestly been one of my favorite seasons or probably maybe my favourite season that I can remember. I found the oh, little we found the bobbly ball. bit for the... Oh, man. So my microphone's been falling over a lot the past few sessions we've been recording this because one of the old um, diddly bops on the bottom of the microphone stand thing 
had fallen off. Um, but now I just found it on the floor because I thought, is that a marble on the floor? Why would there be a marble on the floor? I don't own any marbles. Uh, but it wasn't. So now maybe my, my microphone won't fall over all the time. Probably still will, but very fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, the variety of so the podiums yeah. this season, very fun. Next, it's it's Lance and then Yuki as well as the second highest to not have a podium yet. So could we see them in the po- on the podium in Saudi or Abu Dhabi? Probably not, but you know, I'm still holding out hope. Something catastrophic would need to happen. Oh, but it'd be iconic. <laughs> oh my god. Ah, oh. how good would it be? Imagine a Yuki podium. Imagine a Yuki podium. Just let it settle in. I'd love to see it. My thing is now. I'm going to be fuming if either Max or Lewis DNFs because that's just going to be mm. the decider. However, if they both DNF at the same track, um, I don't I have think, a problem. Um, I wouldn't want either of them to DNF in Abu Dhabi. If Max DNFs in Saudi and Lewis gets some points but doesn't win, it wouldn't be too bad. Um, but... If one of them DNF'd in the other one, that'd be bad. Or if they DNF'd in a, that one's crashed into the other. Because that's my, my slight worry. And this isn't me saying that I think Max would crash into someone on purpose to win the championship. But if him and Lewis come into the race on equal points then Max would win if they both didn't finish because he has more wins. Do I think that he would subconsciously perhaps go for moves that he's not certain are on? Potentially. I mean, he has less to That's, lose. You know, at Monza, if he was behind Lewis in the championship, would he have gone for the move at Monza? I don't think he would have. And you think as well, that, that FIA decision this oh. weekend or last weekend... That's basically given Max the green light to just fully send it now and to do whatever he likes. So. Exactly, exactly. That's what I was thinking during the race. I was like, hey, you know, someone tries to overtake around the outside, which was what a lot of drivers were doing down at turn one. You know, just miss the apex on purpose, push him out. It's all good. So, yeah, the, there's only two races left, which is mad. This season's just actually flown by. It's been a long season, though. It has, and next year's going to be even longer. (laughs) Longer in the sense of more races, shorter in the sense of duration. Yeah, exactly. That's a weird thing, isn't it? More races, but by this time next year, the season should be over. Or or nearly over, anyway. No, won't it? It will be over this time next year. I'm pretty sure it will Let me be. Check. I'm sure it ends on something like the 17th or something of November. I've got it in a calendar. I've, I'm organised for next year for the podcast. <laughs> I also I also tweeted today. Yeah, um, but it would um, it would have been over yesterday. Would have is the um, yesterday next year is the uh, Abu Dhabi race, which is crazy. I tweeted today. Um, is Qatar hosting the World Cup next year? Because they haven't, they haven't made it <laughs> obvious. Because this whole 
weekend has literally just felt like propaganda for next year's well, yeah, world the cup. way they were showing the world cup as well made it look like whoever was winning the qatar gp was about to get the world cup i was like have they, have they just recreated it for the race like are they gonna give the winner it like i don't know also i don't know if you saw this on the grid obviously because they were making a big deal about football mm. david beckham was there yeah and then on the grid, Martin tried to get a word with him and David's people were like, no, don't you dare approach and like giving Martin evils. And Martin kept saying, oh, I'm being told in my ear I can't interview him, but that's not stopped me before. <laughs> but he just, he, he couldn't get, he couldn't get close to interviewing him. I thought, like, thought, I thought they changed the rules that they're not, the celebrities well, aren't allowed to have That's what people. I thought. But then I think because he was with, for part of it, with the Qatar dignitaries, but then surely, you know, that's why I also tweeted, if you're a special guest on the grid, be prepared to speak to Martin. Exactly. Why would, why would they not let... I just don't understand why they wouldn't let him speak to him. That's just... Uh, I don't... I don't get it. David... What makes you special? It does annoy me. It's just like you're in such a privileged position. And if you don't want to speak to Martin, don't be on the grid. Simple. Exactly. Exactly. Or at least tell him. Poor Martin. At least he, tell was him having a, he was having a shocker. Like, no one wanted to speak to him. <laughs> didn't um, Peter Schmeichel talk to him? <laughs> or have I made yeah. that up? <laughs> no, he did. Um, he spent bless him alonso was having quite a deep chat with his engineer and uh martin spent like two minutes just like i'm gonna i'm trying to get eye contact guys trying to get eye contact but i don't want to interrupt <laughs> Remind me of him, johnny was doing it last week bless and he got he got a few chats with the drivers but he went to try and chat with them geo and uh he was like oh sorry i can't chat i need to go to the toilet <laughs> i would I a aspire to have the level of confidence that Martin Brundle oh, has, yes. and I b would not like his job. Oh, <laughs> definitely not, definitely not. You know, I will always say if we were with Sky Sports, we'd be doing the rookies' notebook, not the grid walks. <laughs> but yeah, <sighs> that was a Qatar GP done and dusted. Lewis is closing up on Max in the championship. Now there's eight points between them, which is mad. Two races from the end, eight points between them. Don't come to me saying. Well, if it wasn't for Max's bad luck, then he would be clear now because that's just not how Formula One works. We just enjoy the show, man. Yeah, exactly. News this week. Nothing major, obviously. The Alfa Romeo seat was confirmed, which we yeah, reacted, we reacted to, to, obviously. You know, we re- reacted to when it happened. Like, you know. I'm actually quite surprised no one's... um. Maybe they've just not listened until the very end, but I've not had anyone go, <laughs> you guys, you predicted Mika Hakkinen coming back. <laughs> we predicted Valtteri Bottas would clone himself and put himself into the second seat. Um, it didn't take anyone by surprise. But yeah, hopefully Guan Yu Zhou does good next year. I think it's a shame Antonio's going out. Um, but I'm, I'm, Oh, I'm devastated. I am interested to see who's in the seat in twenty. 20- 23 i think that's a big question because we don't know with 
Guan Yu Zhou's contract. Although with Valtteri, they said he had a multi-year contract. They haven't said the same for uh, Guan Yu Zhou. So, yeah. it's It'll be interesting one to keep an eye on. But first Chinese driver in F1, that's a big thing. And, you know, he wants to achieve his dream. He's doing that. I hope he does well. I hope he's a good partner. Obviously, he's not a bad driver. So, yeah. And let's hope that Antonio can finish a season out with a bang and do well because he has now as well he's been confirmed for formula e next year didn't know did that. you not know that no like literally i don't was it the same day or the day after he got confirmed for formula e so i really hope he thrives there sort of like in a similar way to how grosjean has thrived in indycar because you know antonio's never had the machinery under him in f1 to really be able to show his capabilities so hopefully he can do that i mean i've heard that the team he's driving for in formula e dragon something or other i've heard they're not the best but they did get a podium last year after some shenanigans happened in the race so you know we'll we'll have to see anything can happen in formula e <laughs> that was quite a nice um rhyme you did there. i know i like to rhyme all the time i'm a poet and i didn't even realize it there wasn't much news. I don't think there's been much. No. Hey, you know what has happened outside of F1? Spider-Man what? trailer. True. I will tell you recently. Very true. Recently, if me and Chloe aren't talking about F1, we're talking about Spider-Man. I literally can't even function. My. Um, we're we're very excited. We're very excited, and we've been theorizing. Well, I think. There's gonna oh. So, this is a very common theory that someone suggested because obviously there's this whole multiverse thing that all three Spider-Men are going to be making an appearance in this movie. There's no evidence yeah. of it exactly. I mean, there's a few things that could possibly be true, but everyone's expectations are so high that they're all going to be, be in it now. Yeah. And... I don't know. I think for us, our focus is straight off of the idea of all the Spider-Mans being in it. Because we're like, you know, potential it won't happen. It probably will. Potential it won't. Why focus on that when we can focus on who we know is back, which is the big villains, including Doc Ock. Who? Our fave. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Who I'm pretty pretty certain is actually gonna not be a villain. Yeah, we're thinking like be a good guy together. teaming up with Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Work together with Peter Parker. You know, just this is anyone who's not bothered about like Marvel and Spider Man and all that is just gonna have like tuned out. But you know, in the trailer, Doctor Strange goes, They all die fighting uh, Spider Man. It's their fate. Doc Ock doesn't. He dies trying to right his wrong. He pulls the blooming fusion reactor thing into the river. That's how he dies. Not fighting Spider-Man. <gasps> what does it mean? What does it mean? We should probably go back to motor racing because people are going to be like, don't care about that. Just a quick, a quick, uh, if you are into it, if you're in the UK, it's out on the 15th of December. Elsewhere, it's looking like the 17th. <laughs> If you're in the UK and interested in getting your cinema tickets early to make sure you can get it on opening night, um, 
29th of November yeah. is when they should be going yeah. live. I will be trying for midnight release, personally. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to F1. No uh, major other news. We had um, Oscar Piastri officially announced as Alpine's reserve, reserve driver, driver good for, for him. next year. I think that's good. That's good for him. Because hopefully that signals that if Fernando Alonso decides to leave, and that's a big if, if he decides to leave after the 2022 season, it, it suggests that Oscar Piastri might be getting that seat, which would be good for him. I'd be glad for him if he did, because he's a very talented boy. I agree. Um, And yeah, that, that about sums it up. Saudi next week. No, it's not. It's not. No, it's not. Saudi the week after next. We don't have to do a prediction because we've got another episode in between then and now. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, so that's it for this episode of The Rookies. What are we talking about next week? We will be taking a look ahead to the Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Yes. Um, um, obviously, it's kind of hard <laughs> to look back at Saudi because there hasn't been anything to look back on. In fact, I mean, it's a much is to Saudi, look upon at the moment. Is Saudi... Have they even finished? Yeah, I think they're near um, <laughs> finishing, but they haven't finished yet, you know. Come on, boys, time's ticking. But Abu Dhabi, obviously, there'll be some stuff to talk about there. Um, and, you know, we'll give our predictions. If you want to keep up to date with the podcast, then make sure to follow us on our socials at the Rookies F1 podcast on Instagram and at the Rookies F1 on Twitter and YouTube. Um... Sorry, I'm just getting Google Translate up. And make sure to tune in next week and have a simply Simply lovely day. day. Or as Fernando Alonso might say when he's at home in Spain, have una simplemente hermoso dia. Bye-bye. See you back home because there's a break before the next race. Back to the UK and then back to Saudi. Bye.